Vanessa, Ogumu, Mr. Bosha. When I saw you in a bum bum shot, no jacking for try my luck. Try my love, make the chop your walk. If we knock, you won't want to stop. Come on top, should I come on top? When I give her top, she didn't want to go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Three in a Row. We are so excited to have you today for our World Cup episode. We have a fantastic one. But before we start off, we had to talk about Ronaldo. His bombshell interview with Piers Morgan gave the pod a lot to talk about, which we talked about with our return guest, Kofi, and our new guest, Olu, who is the head of the Niger Football Weekly podcast. Listen, sit back, enjoy. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to three in a row. You know the vibes. If I to Damola check in. And we got some guests in the building today as well. Welcome, people. Welcome back to three in a row. Hello. How are you doing, everyone? Yes, sir. Good to be back. And Ulu, please introduce yourself to the people listening today. Yeah, guys. Happy to be on here. Uh, Ulu, Arsenal fan, as 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 Damola mentioned. Yeah, man. Let's get into it. You know. I also host a football podcast about Nigeria football called Nigeria Football Weekly, but we're not here to talk about negative things right now. So, but bro, we definitely <laughs> have to get into that. No, we, Welcome we to the pod, bro. Welcome to the pod, Olu. Yeah, happy to be here, guys. Yes, sir. Okay, we have to start with Ronaldo because, you know, obviously he dropped a mad interview with Piers Morgan. I don't want to show too much bias with how I intro the topic, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I think most people would have expected him to be playing in the friendly today. But while out here discussing an interview, we didn't know what's coming till what Sunday. So, hey, shout to Ronaldo. He's definitely want to make the headlines. The interview is mad. Like, it's mad just from the clips alone. Like the the things he said about United. Personally, I wouldn't have that. Like, if I to what he said. Um, so, um, as some of um, us would know, I was pretty upset, like really, really upset Ronaldo um, initially. Um, I think the interview is finished now. I think we've heard all of it and I am for some reason not as upset anymore. Um, you said you wouldn't have what is what he said about Manchester United. Um, but what did he really say about Manchester Manchester United that we don't that we didn't already know? Right. Um, he said the state of the club, the facilities, the pool, the gym. Um, he even talked about the chefs, you know, same chefs. I don't know how that is a problem. Um, he said um, there's a lack of um, upward trends in terms of technology. You know, so in Manchester United are not like, you know, following the, the, the modern trend in terms of technology. Um, they seem to not be interested. I think these are all reasonable things to call out um, in a club that, you know, has sort of um, um, haven't really progressed since uh, Alex Ferguson's days. Um, what really upset me, however, was, um, you know, him saying that he does not respect the manager, you know, and I think that really, really, really got to me. Um, but now having seen all, you know, the whole interview, I think maybe it was a little bit blown out of proportion. There's a bit more context to it. Um, I don't know if you want us to get into it right away. So, uh, for, funny enough, though, the thing it's so I watched the first part of the interview last night, and I've seen clips of the second part of the interview today. I need to watch the full thing later. Um, in the first part, like you said, he didn't say anything we didn't know. United has been terrible since Ferguson left. All the other clubs are leaving United behind in terms of technology. Um, I think something a friend joked to me about is the Wi-Fi at the stadium is so terrible. It might as well not be there, which seems like a small thing, but it's like a club of United stature should be able to figure out those things out. Yeah, is there Wi-Fi and, at the Emirates? There's no Wi-Fi at the Emirates. Um, there was, there was Wi-Fi at the Emirates. So there, when I went, there was Wi-Fi at the Emirates. There's Wi-Fi at the Emirates? Um, when I know yeah. you had mobile data, why are we I mean, me, I'm not from London, so it's... It yeah, yeah, I okay, that, that's actually really... Yeah, that, that's but, a good point. And also, I think the other funny thing is, I we said that Ronaldo is not the first to say this, but like even as recent as Ibrahimovic, he actually said it right, and this was him comparing maybe not even Barcelona. This was him comparing PSG to United. He's like, yo, how can you be a big club and you're dealing with this? 
he was he was diplomatic he didn't go into details weirdly enough Mourinho who was like when I leave you guys will understand he was also being a bit more diplomatic about it it seems like United has been you know bottom tier trash even from the facilities needed <laughs> to make from the, the top player. down Ronaldo exactly from the top so, down <laughs> this place did not change not just rubbish he said he left he left his secondary school the same way he found it Honestly, if that was all Ronaldo said, that's like a heroic interview. Like that's him saying and calling out the club for the bullshit, you know, that they've been perpetrating for the longest time. So um, I don't think that's, you know, I don't, I don't think that's what you know should be making the rounds uh, as far like this is what you know. It's, it's it's nothing new really. You know, we've been knew that the Glazers are trash. The fans have been flying, um, you know, signals on on airplanes saying Glazers out. It's it's not new, right? Yeah, but what's true done, because yeah. No, I was just gonna say Neville's been saying that every single week on on, Mon- on Monday Night Football. Gary Neville yeah. saying the same from exactly. the top down in terms of the structure of the club, the the stadium. They haven't upgraded the stadium in God knows how long. It's just yeah, yeah is this is well known. It's, it's, this is common knowledge to the people, right? Uh, but yeah. another reason why this is so damning though is I don't think any active player has yes, been this yes. open as what's going on. Like yes. In, yes. Ibra had his after he left United. Mourinho hinted at it while he was at United, but he never went into detail. Most of what we even found out was when he was leaving United, where he was like, oh, me finishing second with United is such a great accomplishment. You understand till I leave. Um, yes, but but I mean, I think it's understandable to not criticize the club as an active player because you're under contract. I'm sure mm. in the contract, there, there's somewhere that says um, you cannot put the club in negative light in the public so that there's certain things that you simply cannot do as an active player and that should be understandable right but what Cristiano Ronaldo has done that is you know that's you know taking the side you know you know what pissing fans off you know is obviously um um not accepting the, the situation that he he is in because I don't know if it is just me that is seeing it or if you know if I'm the one that's being um obtuse here but Ronaldo is not Ronaldo anymore. Ronaldo is not yeah. the you know the, the, the Ballon d'Or world beater Cristiano Ronaldo that we had at Real Madrid. You know, so yeah, now he yeah, has I agree. fourteen games. Um, uh, well, ten games in the Premier League. He scored one goal. You yeah. know, we, we 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 see that his performances are just not the same anymore. We see him missing chances. We see him um um also lose, losing his cool mentally, walking off the stadium. So you know? I I think this is this comes to most of the second part of the interview and where he's trying to address like some of the issues with his playing and possibly Ten Hag, right? And to an extent, yes, obviously Ronaldo's production is not justifying some of his antics at this point. I hundred percent agree with that. But then part of me wants to give him grace because I think we always underestimate how much like personal life stuff affects footballers, right? Ronaldo's dip in form has coincident, not even a coincidence. It makes sense that his dip is happening shortly after his daughter passed away at childbirth. That's that's what. Then, sorry, not his daughter. His son passed away at uh, childbirth because they were twins. The daughter survived. The son passed. That's one. Two with a new manager. That the existing style is completely different to like Ronaldo as his his best fit. The existing style does not support that. And then three, in public, Ten Hag has been very diplomatic with Ronaldo. Kudos to him. But then certain things haven't made sense. So, for example, in the drubbing against um, City, Ted Hag said he's, he won't bring Ronaldo on for garbage meeting minutes. is disrespectful. I think all of us here can agree with that. But then you want to bring no, no, him on no, 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 no. for so, garbage so, so it minutes. Wasn't, it wasn't just there's there's more context. So it's not just garbage uh, minutes. It's it's Manchester United losing at the time. Probably it was. I mean, I know the the, the scoreline ended six three, but at the time it was probably like six one, six two. You know. So what is Cristiano Ronaldo going to do at that time? That's the, that's the context. You respect the player because he's not going to change the game. He's not going to do nothing at that point in time. So let's continue. Because that's the context. That's the context of, of that particular thing. We were losing six one to Manchester City at the time. Yeah, that's what that's what he means though by garbage minutes. You're not gonna yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah, that's like what's the point? Yeah. yeah. And against Tottenham, it was the exact same thing. I think it was like five minutes left. Garbage minutes. 
right? What's the point of bringing on Ronaldo? So I think in the interview, Ronaldo actually specifically re- referenced that. It's like, yo, you're saying you respect me and you're not bringing me on for garbage minutes against City. What's the difference between that and the garbage minutes you're bringing me on against Tottenham? That means you don't... Yeah, the scoreline was it's not about the, how many difference. minutes he's playing, it's about the scoreline. The scoreline was 6 1. I agree with Ted Hart. You're not going to bring on arguably the greatest player of all time when you're 6 1 down. I can see why he didn't do that exactly. Well, what, what, that's that's the context, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I Tottenham, I, Tottenham was like Manchester United's best performance of the season yeah. for me. It's Manchester United's best performance in the last five years. Like, we have not played football like that in the last five years. Forget the scoreline. The, the, the way the team played that day, I don't think Manchester United has played better football ever in the last five. I have not seen, I've not seen better football. And Ronaldo just, just tarnished everything with his, with his disgusting attitude. Hey, again, day. I get that. But again, there's no new thing with Ronaldo in the sense that he's had attitudes that weren't great, but production over, overcame um behavior so those things could be outlooked now you know whether for mental reasons or whatever reason he's not producing anymore he's missing basic chances for him and the behavior is still there i don't think this is new so which is why part of me is like you know you've always known who you're operating with what's going on in a sense my problem with the guy is that he thinks he's the manager like the way he's talking, he really just he just thinks he's bigger than a player. Um Tokwe, like, what manager wants that? Tokwe, I'll tell you what, eh? A twenty-four year old Cristiano, you know, a twenty-seven year old Cristiano, a twenty-one year old Cristiano Ronaldo will never react the way he's reacting right now. He is going to put his feet down, he's gonna put his head down and work hard and convince the manager that he's making a mistake. He's going to try to prove the manager wrong. Anytime, anytime he gets an opportunity, that's the Cristiano Ronaldo that that, that that I know. You know, not the one that you know is is throwing tantrums, um, going of all people in the world to have an interview, which he goes to his his his, his friend and lover, Piers Morgan, who is not really testing him for <laughs> any questions. Piers Morgan, man. Yes, now you know. Yes, no, because Piers Morgan is not. Piers Morgan is not asking him any questions. Piers is not asking him any questions. He's not. He's not. He's not really testing him. He's not really. Everything you know, was super suggestive, also. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I okay. See, man, I, I will say this though. The, this, this, despite all this, man, if Ronaldo tells me he wants to play on the bench, he's willing to come off the bench post woke up. I want him at us now because my oh, my the, bench players are no not way, doing, no don't, way, don't, don't be it, man. My, my Bolu, bench players are Bolu, doing. Can you check in uh, here, please? Yeah, I would like Bolu. to know what the new guest. Um, I would like to know his opinion on on Cristiano Ronaldo's antics of recent. And also, will you take him at Arsenal? If he agrees to come off the bench, that's the key difference. If he agrees to come off the bench, so I think R- Ronaldo and Arsenal have no business together. So let's Thank just you. clear that. Um, the whole situation, I mean, to be honest with you guys, I'm a Christian Ronaldo guy, so maybe I'm a bit biased, but plot twist. I just find the whole thing so funny, like anything. That means Manchester United suffer makes me happy. So whether it's turmoil or (laughs) yeah, I'm with that. It just makes me happy. So honestly, I've just found the whole thing hilarious. All I know though is as a Ronaldo guy, I I just think look, when you've scored 700 goals in your career, there's just certain like respect you've earned. Like even if LeBron James was dropping in like performances, they're not gonna Russell Westbrook him and tell him to play ten minutes off the bench or whatever. Exactly. So I just feel like if I'm Ronaldo, I'll be bloody pissed off by some of the things that have happened too. I'm sorry, like who the hell is Ted telling me I should warm up to play three minutes? Like it's very insulting. I'm sorry. Like to be fair, I didn't even think too much about the stuff he said with his family, but uh, I- I'll always be slightly biased. I I did not expect Man United fans to turn on Ronaldo so like sharply, if that makes sense. Like some people are really like, no, he's done, man. I love Messi. <laughs> They're really taking it to heart. 
uh, I, I, I didn't expect it to be that bad, but I could see the frustration as a Manchester United fan because your team seems to be playing better when he's not necessarily there. And to be honest with you, I mean, like I said, I enjoy Manchester United failure. So the start of the season may be very happy, but to be fair to Manchester United, like, you've kind of hung in there. So I get the annoyance from fans, but to be honest, I just think free Ronaldo. What I just find hilarious is he wanted to leave in the summer. Ten Hag said, no, you're an important player, blah, 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 blah. Role model, isn't it? I'm an important player. Like, I'm not here to play five minutes when I'm 37. Like, Ronaldo is, he's looking at the clock. Even though he thinks he's super saiyan, like, he knows his time is limited. This guy is almost 40. So that's not the time for him to be sitting out on the bench and be trying to prove himself to the manager. I'm sorry. Like, when you have five balladors, like, come on, man. So, where's so, he going to go? What, 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 I'll say to, what I'll say to the first part about, like, the LeBron James analogy is that um with the NBA, you know, that's that's pretty much what they were trying to do with the Super League, you know, in, in the, you know, with, with the NBA, it, it's 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 different, you know, uh, on a game-to-game basis, it's less intense. Uh, the meaning, uh, the outcome of the game matters a lot less, or rather the outcome of one game in a, in a basketball match matters a lot less than the outcome of one game in a football match. You know, in a football match, it's, you know, you lose the three I points, just, gone. I was just strictly talking about the importance of the athlete to the sport, like... I know the different details and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's at the expense of, uh, even at the expense of your team losing, because uh, like you also pointed out, the team are playing, you know, Manchester as a team, they're playing better without Cristiano Ronaldo. So do you play Cristiano Ronaldo in spite of knowing that you are going to be losing games and you're going to be dropping points and you're not going to, you know, you, you're not going no, to have a good position in league? My United are welcome to do whatever they want to do. Like I said, you, it seems like you've been playing better without him. I just you think you should have City. That's all. Ultimately, I just think Ronaldo has earned a certain level of respect in football, whether anybody likes it or not. That's facts. That's facts. We're very big on this. So, oh, we like that you're a footballer, but be humble about it. Let's all act like everything is all nice and sweet all the time. And it's just rubbish. Like, like, I feel like as long as you're a football player and there's a football manager, the manager always no matter, even if even if I became the manager of, of Cristiano Ronaldo right now, I I must have his respect. So, but see, here's the thing though. Ronaldo didn't right. say I, he didn't disrespect, like he didn't like he doesn't no, have respect for Ten Hag no, no off the bat. No other player in football would have said something like that about their manager. I agree. Fair. But, but, Messi but, have done that. No other player would. Okay, there's some nutters as well in football, to be fair, but yeah. Nobody on that level. Name, but... So, so uh, I'm not be alright. I can't. I can't really see where he's gonna go next. That's my, my question. Where is he gonna go? Sporting Lisbon. No, but he, he kind of laughed off Sporting Lisbon in a way. You know, when he was if, like, "I'm one of the richest. I'm the highest earner. How am I gonna go oh. to Sporting?" I don't think Lisbon can afford. So I think <laughs> part of it is I don't. I don't even think Lisbon can afford him. So it's like there's obviously the from a motivation standpoint, like yo, Madrid. He's going to Madrid. Yeah, I think to be honest, Madrid needs a backup striker he's for gonna, Big Benz. He's going to so. call Ancelotti. Is going to or he will call Ancelotti or Mendes, the agent. Just. And Ancelotti will just go to... What's Madrid, like Madrid already swept him last year. Let's Madrid. run it for six months. If Ronaldo agrees to run a six-month contract, if he's if he can do that, then Madrid will take him. Ronaldo on a free... Run it back. Ronaldo and Benz. I'm sure there'll be a lot of teams that we're not thinking but about. Regardless of if he goes in January, he's not going to play for Man United again. Now, is he? He's done. No, he's he's done. Even if even if nobody takes him in January, I reckon. Honestly, so. honestly, honestly, having seen the second part of the interview, like I said, I don't think it's that bad anymore. He said stuff yeah. like um, he hopes that Manchester United win if uh, if Arsenal or rather if um Manchester United doesn't win, he hopes that Arsenal wins. You know, come second, probably. Um, Shut up. Hey, to me, that's been my happiest. He that's been that? my best part of yeah. That's been my yeah, best part of this interview. That. No one that don't like. He said he likes. Arsenal. Arsenal manager. 
Arsenal has gotten some fantastic. We've gotten some fantastic shoutouts on this interview, man. I can't hit on the mat. We, I, it's from like Olu said, man. United is in turmoil, and he's shouting out the good work that's going on in my club. Why would I hit on that? And look at you when you were telling Arteta to fuck off. Like, okay, face your head. So, all right, well, I, I'm happy Olu is here because you've been a very big Arteta in person. So, like, now we can actually like look at the season in context with everything. Before the season, I think we all can agree Arsenal has been like one of the bigger surprises of the season, without doubt, right? They've performed well in the league. In Europe, a bit hit and miss, which is like showing their like lack of depth. But like generally, Arsenal has been like the biggest like surprise what do you mean, of the season. Europe. We're good in Europe. Don't worry, because we don't you... games. No, no, yeah. okay. But like Arsenal we is flying. Have... Carry on. Okay, Arsenal is flying. But and this season. Ateta has more than justified the time the board and Edu wanted to give him. If we were looking at it purely results-based, right, performance-based, over the last, because this is what, third, he's been uh, three and a half years. Over the last two and a half years-ish, Ateta hadn't done to me enough to be given that new contract to give him that last season. Because they gave him that contract after what? We lost three games in a row or something crazy like that. But why would you so, look purely results-based? Like, be- why would you do be- that? Because well, performance, is performance wasn't yeah. great either. Before. Exactly. You know I mean? you're, 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 you're talking like no, we we're moving like right. But that's the thing. The performances were improving. There was not they like, were they were, like they were not fantastic, ah. but they were constantly improving. And that's what yeah. I kept saying. These, these guys are just getting better. Like, it's calm. It's yeah, calm. I, I hadn't seen enough of an improvement for no. him to justify. At the time, they gave him that new contract. You especially. could see, but if you watched the games, like the way we were losing, you could see, like... I think me and you had the discussion, though, because I was like, I'm using the City game as a barometer, even when we started on that winning run. Because oh, I was like... January 1st last year. Yeah, and I told you, okay, I'm going to use that as a barometer Bro, to yeah. see where where we were as a team. And in fairness to you, even though we lost that game, what did I say after? Bro, I, was I, like, went, to, I went to that game. I was like, Jesus. Like, yeah, like, wow. like, <laughs> like it's it hurts we lost Electric that game, but fun. but Electric. but we weren't slapped up, right? We, it was we competed. Like heartbreaking stuff. Gabriel got really Gabriel messed up, man. And the ref was yeah, good. the ref was but was yeah, you could great. see that the only team that last year I saw that actually like just beat us was Liverpool. So, no, Newcastle. So, Newcastle popped you when it oh, really yeah, Newcastle yeah, slapped exactly. us. Oh, so because I meant so as in, in real life, but yeah, Newcastle okay. slapped us. So, but Spurs yeah, as well. Spurs, Spurs. I yeah, remember I Newcastle yeah. will slap Arsenal um, if if we played now. You know, so, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not with you on that. Dude, I'm t- if we go not at the Emirates. At Newcastle, oh yeah, no, no, I, I definitely think us. I, I won't say they'll slap us, but I'll say they'll slap anybody there. I'll say definitely a battle. They are a very good team right now with very good pieces. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Eddie Howe is looking like a very good manager. But we, the we point I'm budget. trying to say, the point I'm trying to say is last season, based off what we saw, giving him more time did not make sense. This season, I have been proving wrong and I am happy I've been proving wrong. I think two things could be right in football. No, no big club would ever give Arteta this amount of time to sort it out, at least in the Prem or, you know, like the Milan sides or whoever. Um, but at the same time, you have to acknowledge good performance. If you're top of the league by five points, there's no way you hate the manager. Like, as a yeah. football fan, you're looking at your most recent games at all times. Where are you in the present? Whether you like it or not. So, man, shout out to the man. But the fact remains that at some moments at the start of his career at Arsenal, he should have got fired because no other big club will allow the so-called progression, but it would not be considered progress enough for a lot of big clubs to manage for three years without seeing a return on investment. It was a long-term project, like though. Like, he had to do a lot. Like, yeah, and the, the border being proved right. He was very clear. Like the guy was very clear about what he was doing at every step of the way. What he is doing, really, every step of the way. 
And you're like, see how we're talking like Arsenal have won the league. That's okay, what I'm that's what I was just thinking. Also, top four, also top four true, is yeah. the ambition. <laughs> no comment on that. So go on, Kofi. No, no, no. I agree. I think I, I, I agree with pretty much everything that you said. If I was, if I was running Arsenal a year ago and I was looking at the performance, Arteta P forty five, he's gone. But off this season, they've been having Odegaard as captain. He's one of those captains that doesn't talk. Surprise too much. of the season. Top, he does his he does scorer. his talking on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. He's just obviously he's gone off the boils with with the goals, but in terms of how he affects the performance, Saka, Martinelli, defensively, like you can't really fault any part of the team as a weakness. Like keep Saka on at good. least to improve his performances. Yeah, I mean, if Saka's your weakness, then you, you're laughing. You know what I mean? Then you're in, you're in a good place if Saka's your your. Gabriel is a is a actual weakness. Well, yeah, he's a bit of a, he's just a typical Brazilian defender. You're always going to get yeah. that from Gabriel, but True. um, I mean, if it wasn't Arsenal, then I'd say Arsenal were in the title race, isn't it? But because it's Arsenal, and I'm just going off last year, the year before, the year before. When it comes to crunch time, when it comes to the performances that matter, they tend to fall to to fall off. But man, five so like obviously yeah, City, yeah, 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 no, definitely. And I think the goal at the start of the season still remains is still top four. And in fairness, because it's Arsenal, there's a like, and no, but where, if you're in that where you up to the goal is to win the hey, league. Hey, oh, yeah, hundred percent. Let's not be smart. No, no, no. no, no. But what I'll, is the goal right now? Now that you are, if you're in that dressing room, room the goal about what is, is your to win goal the right league. Now? It's yeah, my no, no, yeah. Yeah, no, my the goal, goal right league. now is to win the league. What yeah. do you mean? I'm looking at like behind me, not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I will say this like, obviously, we know Haaland, he's having a month break. City are gonna do their thing, and um, there's a lot going on in football right now. Who knows with the right reinforcements, we get enough depth. But I see us the, making uh, the title push because that, that that's our biggest issue right now. We don't have the depth like City has. We got Smith-Rowe, C- baby. He's going to come through like a new sign. Fair. Yeah. I hope Smith-Rowe comes back from injury um, and he's good. Um, I also want to see Nelson getting um, more time. He's looked good in his um, cameo so far for the team. Um, but like, to be honest, our weakness maybe is not even really out wide, but more in the center of the park, right? We don't, we're short on depth there. I say we yeah. go for like Tillemans because he hasn't renewed his contract six months. Is, is not all hype? He's no, he's been good. I don't know what was up with Leicester at he's the beginning. He's got some of the banging season. goals. I'm not gonna lie. No, like, but like goals, even but... performance, like as the Leicester team has improved, he's also really improved. So I think the only person you could say has. I been think the consistent. thing with Tillemans is, is always his mobility, though. Has he got a like technically fantastic, but you know, modern centre midfielder, you want them. Box to box, I think. I, he I, I think I'll get him running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. By the time they put him in the gym, put him on a regiment. Who knows? We'll see. But from yeah. a squad depth standpoint, I think we're better with Tillemans on our squad than without him right now. Because to be honest, like we can't afford for at the moment, uh, Jacques or Party to get injured. We 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 literally cannot afford it. And before I could say, okay, maybe we could get by with Odegaard getting injured. And but like Vieira, he's had good moments in sports, but I I can't explain like the last month, maybe month and a half, he's not been where I want him to be. So we need to like yeah, reinforce there. Progress player, we gotta give. Yeah, we we need to reinforce there. We need Sambi to show Sambi more. Sambi is skill. not the guy, bro. Can we just yeah. admit it? <laughs> uh, I have I hope be for surprised. him. Maybe he can do an Aaron Ramsey. I have hope for him. I have hope for him. Man. Now you got Elneny there as well. Arteta likes Elneny. True. Mobility king. Yeah. Let's see. It could be very interesting, man. I mean, we all know what Arsenal tends to do in... Well, it was typically December, but now January. So, let's see, man. But there, there to dream. Hey. Wagwan... Um, with Newcastle though we mentioned them briefly there but I think like I want to get you guys' take on how far you think they can take this because yeah when Chelsea went to St. James's Park yeah I, I looked at my dad and I like immediately I was like Chelsea are losing this 
game is the dub for Newcastle. Just based on the players they have, their stadium, the form they're in, these guys are like. But, yeah, but I, talk, 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 what players do Newcastle? I mean, apart from the uh, um, Gumerish, what players do Newcastle? I don't think Newcastle have that. Like, Jolinton. I think they're good too. Alan Wilson is. Yeah, no, yeah, I think so, good too. So, it's, a, it's a collective um, effort, yeah. and maybe the, man, yeah. the way the manager has them playing, but not necessarily because they have individual superstars. Their star right now is Alan not Miriam. superstars, but really good players, like players that are good enough to be. They're a lot better the intangibles of football. Like you said, they play as a team. They just look like their work rate is where it needs to be. Because these players, they, they weren't really good 18 months ago. Almiron was there. Yep, Almiron was, Linton, was banter. Joe Linton was a donkey. No, but yeah. uh, Eddie Howe transformed Joe Linton last year. That's give the coach credit. Now he's yeah. done it with, with um, you know what I mean, with Almiron. And everybody is forgetting that, say, Maximan has been injured. Although there's an argument to be said that because he's injured, Almiron has been given more space to like be closer to the box as opposed to the ball always going through the left with say Maxima. Um and Amiron dropping off. I saw San Maximan is back and Amiron benching him. Yes. So Amiron's form has coincided with Saint Maximan's injuries, essentially. Because then they start channeling the ball through his side as opposed to say Maximan. Yeah. So now yeah, but if plays, like I don't even know who the fuck he plays on the left um now. Joe Linton, I think, even a Willock and thing play in the middle. Um, that was boxing. I was just going to say, if we're being honest, then man for man, um, every Chelsea player, the, 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 the entire Chelsea team is is a better team, you know, man for man than Newcastle. Oh, but you knew they were going to lose, though. Yes, 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 yes. That 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 facts, facts. I knew, I knew, I, I knew. Like the whole but I, I think it's. It's just down to it's down Who's to Chelsea how the but, but what Chelsea players, bro? Is it um, but chill? Is it Broha versus Callum Wilson? I'll pick Callum Wilson, uh, Gallagher, and you are disrespectful for that. I know what you just did. You are very disrespectful for that. That that, that that's who's bro. That that's who started Broja and uh, Gallagher. Oh, you're saying on the game? I thought you were saying yeah. the overall squad. Okay, okay. No, no, guy. This is Chelsea versus Newcastle. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Mount and Colo Gallagher versus I'll take Almiron over Gallagher right now. So no, but see, I think here's the thing: we can all agree that Newcastle is ahead of the oil money schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, way ahead, way ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like I think maybe with City and PSG, they learnt enough where now they're ahead of the oil money schedule, and I think a realistic target for them is Europe. I don't know about Champions League. But I definitely say Europe is a very realistic target for them this season. In a weird way, they haven't even operated like a real money muscle club. Okay, yes, the Isaac transfer was steep, but I feel like they've done gone around. Yeah, they're doing the clean. So fair play to them. Let's see if they're going for the Champions League, but like you said, it's gonna be tough. These men are sleeping on Sven Botman as well, man. And the fact that they got Pope. Like, okay, watch. Y'all are sleeping on them. Um, but let's move on to Oh, quick shout out though. Uh, Mount shout out Napoli. Um, they play I think are they still the only unbeaten team in Europe right now? I don't remember them losing. I, I think so. Well, no, they lost to Liverpool in the last round, the last game oh, yeah. of the championship. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, in the league. Yeah, Napoli is and for for context, this is after Osimhen has missed six of those games. Spalletti yeah, is inspiring. Yo, Spalletti is doing something special in Naples, man. He's, he's yeah, he's. I, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. Them PSG playing some of the best football right now. Um, PSG, wow! I I I really need to go see that man. That that magic trail. One of my uh, friends at work was telling me like he wants to go to Paris, and like on one of his like other than the regulatory stuff, he wants to go see PSG play, because right now you have inform Neymar, you have inform Mbappe, inform Messi, Messi creating at the peak of his powers. Like, how long are we ever gonna get this? Because Neymar, for example, I think he's a dying breed. He's just unfortunate he was born and played in the era of Messi and Ronaldo. But he's been consistently, barring injuries, 
top four, top three players in the world for me. But we won't get another player like Neymar for a while. And, you know, it's, that's one of the reasons I even want Brazil to win the World Cup, man. Someone like Neymar deserves that accolade on his shit. But Messi is getting his. I disagree. I actually let's maybe we'll let's, be Ghana. I, uh, no, let's be honest with ourselves. But I I think this is a good opportunity for us to even go into our quick hits. So um I was listening to a clip from Righty's podcast. Um shout out to you, Ian Right. And it's like made a very it gave me a very good idea. So for the World Cup, obviously there's a lot going on. We have the five African brothers, we have Ghana, Tunisia. Cameroon, Morocco, and who's the last one? I'm forgetting Senegal. somebody. And Senegal. Senegal. So Senegal, no money. See, yeah, Senegal, no money. That's going to be money, no party. Oh, they do something mad. They're still so, a good team. Yeah, they're still a good team, but they've, I mean, playing Afghan football is different from playing World Cup football. Like, they're solid defensively, which I think will work in their yeah, favor. Yeah, bro, that's but, tournaments ready. They got a they're nice group gonna, as well. They got they're not going to score Denmark, no goal. They got a weak group. They could they could qualify. Yeah, no, I, I think they could qualify. But that one goal threat, two goal threat Mane gave them, I'm, I'm wondering who else in the team can it's step up. It's Let's see. Let's see. Maybe. Um, but Senegal still have a squad capable of surprising yeah. people. Even someone like... Nicholas Jackson, who just got called up, he's been starting for Villarreal this season. You have Jackson on one wing, and you've got Sar on the other wing, and then you play Bamba Dieng, someone who's been playing really well. I, I think Senegal still have all the minerals, um, although their defensive solidity is going to matter even more now. So, Yates, Idrisage, Koulibaly. Time to step up, man. Diallo. I think they can do it. But so, last tournament they struggled for goals, and I just fear that. If you really think about it, they're very unlucky going out because of fair play rules. Yeah, so, that's true. But they they did everything that you'd expect for a team that's trying to grind out results at the big tournament. You know. So, but so, given all the hype of Senegal, I guess that brings me to the first question of our prediction. All of us here have, you know, African heritage. So, first question is, which African team do you think will go farthest? Senegal. Yeah, 100%. Ghana. Uh, I, I said Ghana from time as well. I said Ghana from time as well with their new manager when they knocked out Nigeria. Watch out I mean, for Ghana. I have, I have no... <laughs> my name's Kofi, so I have to say Ghana. <laughs> I I, I think based on performances be, not so much, but just based on my name, I have to say Ghana. I I still go with Senegal. I think they have the more favorable group than any of the rest. But North African countries always have a way. Of and goal. Morocco played yeah. the best football easily. Morocco, the guys from the north, they always do a good job. I feel like Morocco have the capacity to shock for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I well, but that Morocco's group is not easy though. They have Belgium. They have Croatia. And they have Canada. It's like a group full of dark horses. Yeah, Morocco used to... The last World Cup, they were in Spain and Portugal's group. So I think they'll do some good luck. So we'll see how it goes. But I could easily see them. I wouldn't... Morocco, Canada, that's a fair fight. And then the other one was Croatia. Okay. And Belgium. When Nigeria faced Croatia, uh, when Croatia went on to do madness... Um, it was kind of a fair fight, like wasn't yeah, so uh, fair, and I get that. And Croatia aren't like a I'm gonna wow you team at the World Cup, they're a tournament team, but they are an older tournament team right now. They have that experience, they've done it, and Modric is playing like he hasn't aged. So I don't know, like I I could see why we think Morocco will do something, but I think you know Senegal's to my best bet to go the farthest. Yeah, for sure. So. All right, that brings me to the next one. Who we think is the dark horses of the tournament? Senegal and them. I, I think we've spoken about Senegal already, but when you look at Denmark's performance... And the bro, last, Denmark, bro. <laughs> I was going to say Denmark. And the last... 
I think last World Cup they might have gone out the round of 16 to Croatia. Yeah. But although oh, maybe Holland, they've got some young the defense is quite solid. They've got some new, yeah. new little Holland nippy. Holland has a favorable group. They the, the group stages work in their favor. But I don't know. They're predicted to go far, you know. So I think for me, my dark horses are Uruguay and Holland. So Uruguay, their group. Repeat that. Did you say Holland or Poland? Holland, Uruguay, Netherlands, 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 Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, Uruguay. I think they also other than like having a very like underrated but quality squad. They have. Core, who's been balling out for Spurs recently. They have Valverde, who I've said before, I think is one of the top five midfielders in Europe. Um, Suarez striking. They have Darwin Nunez. Cavani will probably play something from the bench. Um, they have a very solid team. So, And their group is favorable. It's Portugal, Ghana, South Korea, where I think they most likely come out second, if not even first. So I'm not sure. Are they dark horses or are they just going to do what Uruguay always do? I think they're dark horses because we, yeah. we we don't predict, I don't predict them to go past quarterfinals. So I that's mean, why I say dark horses, but they could, but I don't predict them to go past quarterfinals. Is is it group stage and then straight to quarters or is there a stage in between? Yeah, no, 16. Yeah, so I think they do get past 16, but they don't make it past quarterfinals. You remember you remember the whole Suarez Ghana thing and you know that Uruguay are in the same group as Ghana again in this World Cup. And oh. there's going to be, you know, all eyes on that fixture. It's going to be yeah. so Well, see, here's the thing. And someone made a good point. Would you call what Suarez did cheating or making a business decision? I don't know. He did what he had to do. It's not cheating. He had to do what he had to do. Yeah, man. It's a so, like, it's, honestly, it's not cheating because he did a handball and the, the consequences was red card and, you know... He, and it was red card and a penalty. Yeah. And Ghana, yeah. penalty. Simple as that. Exactly, he made a gamble and he worked in his favor. National hero, to be honest. Yeah, so he <laughs> he, he, he he did. No, he he made a business decision. Bro, and the business if decision you, Uruguay, if Ghana catch Uruguay in the World Cup, I I assure you that. But they are. Oh, but they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Uruguay are going to top them. Just watch. See, I also agree. I'm not getting too emotional about this game. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. You're going to slap. <laughs> remember, remember the last time Ghana got emotional? Remember that? Remember that press conference? <laughs> oh, oh, the I one. Mean, um, I've got, the, uh, are you are you brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah, guys. It's never really good when the performance that they went on to have. So, where are Ghana? <laughs> It's yeah. Top yeah, top we don't we don't do this. I, I I do agree though that I'm happy all the Nigerians here still wish Ghana bad vibes. It's it's one of those healthy football rivalries we still. No need no no. I, I, Ghana. I, I don't if Ghana does well, Ghana bad vibes. You so said that dark horses. Yeah, I don't wish. I want Ghana. Ghana is my team, my African team, the World Cup for goodness sake. I don't wish Ghana our brothers. What do you mean, bad vibes? Never. Yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad. Yeah, Senegal is my own African team. For Denmark, this um, Denmark, Dark Horses for sure, though. Um, what's your next question? Um, Kofi, you didn't tell us your Dark Horses, by the way. I went for Netherlands, but I'm just having a look at the groups, at the groups now, trying to maybe even Portugal, but I'm not sure if that counts as a Dark Horse. Is that... Yeah, yeah. yeah Portugal are like favorites, bro. They are favorites, bro. Yeah, oh, they have a stack team. Yeah, their, their okay, team is just stacked for them. What Portugal? Yeah. Okay. So, right. yeah, my first choice was Netherlands, just because they're defensively they're well, solid. But ne- yeah, Netherlands are gonna go far. Good choice. Okay. And they got Van- I like the fact they got Van Gaal as, as their manager as well, and that's, he's dying of cancer, right? Like he's like literally very, very, very right. sick. That's actually true, just, man. Yeah, actually yeah, true. yeah. Like you can say what you want about Van Gaal, but he's literally there's a documentary out on Netflix at the moment, and the players. Like, but yeah, 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 good for yeah. him. Yeah, so I'll, 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 and I like the, I like the Dutch fans as well. I like it when they're all in orange in the, in the stadium. I think it looks kind of cool. So I'm, I'll kind of, I'll root for, root for Holland. 
This one's going to be tricky. These two are tricky because they're usually dependent on who goes farthest on the World Cup. But um, Golden Boots and Best Player. Golden Boots and Best Player. Um, Neymar. And... Okay. Neymar for which one? Neymar for Best Player or Golden Boots? Which one? Neymar for Golden Boots and okay. best player Messi. Okay. If I to who's yours? Or if at, if uh, to is thinking we sorry, can go I was to I was I was muted. I was muted. I was talking about I was muted. Um I would say golden boots, honestly. Ugh. I'm liking I'm liking Hurricane's chances, honestly. Um England have some really I mean, I feel like the first game against Iran, England can wallop them like five nil. You know, so um USA, you know I, I think England's group, you know, if they do what they should do, then they could get a lot of goals. Easy, and then I like Hurricane's chances. But Hurricane these guys can't beat a low block, bro. You know England. England versus Iran is going to have a one goal. Trust me, one nil. Yep. The guy, you know England. <laughs> not if England score early, though. Not if not if they get an early goal. Um, but see, that's the thing. You're assuming this is like normal football where once the first goal goes in, the low block team opens up. Iran is not going to open up. Just they're going to stay deep. The, the goal will be to lose. <laughs> the goal will be to lose by as little numbers as possible. One to England, 4-0. Maybe 4-0, Max. Bro, I promise yeah. you that you're going to wall up Iran. Let, let's, let's get back to that um, um, later. I'm, I'm, I'm checking um, Im- uh, Im- uh, Iran's previous World Cup uh, scorelines. 1-0, one 1-1. One, one. Like, exactly. Th- that match, <laughs> that match. if you're not careful, Iran may even score one on the counter. It went 2-1. Yeah. Oh, it shocked you. That's so funny, actually. But, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to change my mind. Um, Hurricane has proven. Um, I, I mean, especially when he's like the all eyes are not on him. He has proven that he's a good tournament uh, type of player. Um, he's going to be on penalties for England. Um, he's going to want to prove himself in a World Cup. Um, so yeah, I will go with Hurricane for best player. I, I stick with Topaz's choice. Um, this is Messi's World Cup for me. This is Argentina's World Cup. So Messi. Okay. 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 Kofi, what about you? I'd love to say that Kane will 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 get a few goals, but I can't see. I think England are so poor at the moment. Like offense, I just think the whole team is a shambles. So I'll stay clear of England. I'll, I'll stay. Mess. I'll go Neymar Mess. for both. I think if Neymar ends up winning the Golden Ball, it will probably mean he's going to win the Golden. He will be best player as well. So if Messi gets the most most goals, he's going to win them. He's going to win the the player of the tournament as well. So did you, for me, did you... sorry, go on. No, um, I think I'll Neymar. I'll go Neymar. I think Brazil will win the whole tournament. So I'll, I'll go Neymar for for the Golden Ball and for a player of the tournament. Bro, we just went Brazil, Argentina, World Cup final, and you chose Brazil, and I chose Argentina, essentially. Yeah, basically, yeah. Ulu, who's your choice? Um, best player, Neymar. I want, I want Brazil to win it, so... Um, Neymar, hopefully. Um, and in in what would be a very, very interesting storyline, top goal scorer. My my head says Lautaro Martinez because mm-hmm. I did not play Saudi Arabia and a really rubbish Mexican team. Um, Poland, they just flattered to deceive in the World Cup, yeah. Uh, uh but my Tabloids pick is Ronaldo for the vibes. <laughs> I, I I respect that. Um, for me, Ronaldo. Maybe in fact, maybe Portugal with the World Cup. Who knows? Oh wow! Uh, Imagine if if Ronaldo does that. I I apologize, King. You, you know you know what? No, I don't know if you guys saw it in the interview, but uh, Piers Morgan basically asked um, what happens if uh, Portugal, Argentina in the final 2-2, he scores two goals, Messi scores two goals, and then he scores the winner 3-2 at the dying minute. And Cristiano Ronaldo says he will retire if that happens. Yep, yeah, I respect that. You can't beat that. What kind of question is that? You can't beat that. And he wasn't joking as well. He said he will retire. 
He's done yes. after that. <laughs> Shout out to Pierre Morgan for sensationalizing Ronaldo more than he already does himself. Um, <laughs> but my golden, my uh, best player prediction goes to Neymar. I think Brazil's bringing this home. Joga Bonito all the way. But my um, golden boots, which I'm actually surprised nobody has said, is Mbappe. So traditionally, France has always played with Griezmann as the primary creator behind Mbappe. But this time they have both Griezmann and Benzema. And if there's one thing we know Benzema knows how to do, is free up a quick player who likes drifting white. And I think we see Mbappe take the golden boots. I don't think France wins it though, or even me. I think they probably hit quarterfinals, maybe semifinals. But I see Mbappe taking the golden boots, Brazil taking the World Cup, and Neymar taking the golden ball. And this I think this us... is going to be one of those tournaments with when France yeah. are just utter chaos. You know, they have those tournaments where everything is a shit show. Yeah, yeah everything like, goes wrong. The players wrong. are beefing, the managers are Bro. beefing. Like... I will say this though. If Pogba was in the squad with everything that's been going on with him, I low-key, and I love Pogba as much as anybody, but I low-key, I think that will contribute to some of the chaos. The fact that they don't have certain names in the squad right now because of injury, I, I think it helps them. It's reduced the chaos possibility. Hmm. Nah, man, I'm putting France on fraud watch in this World Cup. But I think they can surprise. Like, they have obviously fantastic players, but I think it's, like, a bit early for the <laughs> team, especially the midfield. The midfield, the, the, the back, solid. The front, spectacular. But the midfield, are they ready? I don't know. We'll see. Madrid's best. They'll finish behind Denmark, you know. Uh, I don't know, bro. So Denmark, it, Denmark are on some smoke. Only why, okay. why, um, what makes you uh so uh, confident behind Denmark? Actually, I wanted to ask quickly. We we we've just seen them in tournament football recently. In the years. even after Ericsson got injured, like you can just tell when the settled international side is playing. It's That's like what kind of people make Argentina favorites of the World Cup. It's not because on paper they have better a better squad than Portugal or France or, dare I say, even England. But you've seen what a settled side has done for Argentina because of how they played in the past two and a half years. And I think Denmark are one of those teams where even the Nations League results, they're not scared of any big team. They know they have a settled 11, or give or take, a settled eight. And then Facts. Visions where certain people could come in. I will say this though. I think I, I get oh sorry, continue. And they've been doing it with the same manager. So I think they have all the ingredients too. And winning tournament football is not about who has the most flair or if you really look at who's won the World Cup the last few times. Pragmatism. Who has the best defensive defense? Even Spain that we said Tiki Taka 2010. They won a lot of games 1-0. Yeah. 2014, Germany, same thing. France were pretty good. Uh, no, Germany about, 2014, they blitzed that tournament, chat. They scattered everybody. After well, losing the first game. Well, no, they, no, no, no. Uh, they, 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 they weren't so good at the, big, at the group stages, Germany. Well, yeah. They had to beat Algeria 2-1 in extra time. So, yeah. Yeah, the World Cup is, you're going to have to ride your luck somewhere somewhere with some game so i just think denmark just watch out like they were literally like what 13 minutes away from taking england to a penalty shootout in wembley in a euros semi-final i think they just want to watch and then now they have the opposite effect where ericsson is back and it's like wow we never thought he'll be here again let's see how we could perform so I just so, think Denmark have all the traits, but we'll see. I get also, what you're saying. Also, Denmark have played oh. France Sorry. twice. Denmark have played France twice uh, in 2022, and they beat them back, you know, twice, you know. So, was that interesting football? Yeah, it was Nations. Yes, yes. Well, Nations League, depending on how you look at Nations League. I will yeah, say this though. I think, I think a wild card that helps probably the South Americans more than we're considering is the weather differences. So Qatar is dry and very hot, right? 
all except maybe African teams who are used to playing all over in different climates during like qualifiers. Um, but you could say maybe they as a team their football isn't great and like Olu said, not, they are not an international. Most African teams at the World Cup aren't international sides with certain level of stability. If you look at the Brazilian sides, the South American side, they play in very like their qualifiers are a shit show in terms of like the different conditions they have to play in, whether it's humidity, whether it's altitude, whether it's dryness, like playing in Bolivia. Things like that. The best test for qualification, like 18 games, let's go. Exactly. So I the South Americans to me are more set up to take advantage of what will most likely be intense weather conditions for most teams who are Europe-based, which is actually what I think will play against Denmark, right? Like they were in terms of like some of my vibes predictions, Denmark was initially one of those people I was thinking that you know what, they could possibly have a run. My my initial vibes predictions were Denmark having a run and England getting knocked out in round of sixteen. Yeah, you sure there's no AC on the pitch. This one, no. This so again, no. but no, but guy, you 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 did civil engineering. How much <laughs> how much air conditioning can you do in a stadium yeah, around, where man. the where the outside temperature is forty plus degrees Celsius? Like there's there's there are limitations to what modern engineering can do. So. Um, I think the weather, which is none of these teams except Qatar probably have played in that environment and know what it feels like. It's it's going to be testing for a number of them, which is where I think would help Brazil and some of the South American teams and would not favor teams where especially all their players play primarily in Europe. Argentina, man. Just as you said, uh, Argentina for me. And it, it combines... What you have said and what Olu has said, you know, the winners, the champions. Hey, but Brazil also has that to mean. Settled yeah, Brazil is side. a really good team. But now, before, um, I'm curious, what are you guys like vibes prediction of the tournament? I already said mine was England getting out by round of 16. I don't think they go for. I think they do group stage and by round of 16, they are going home. It's not going anywhere. Is that even if that's the expectation, Baba? Like nobody's <laughs> watching England this tournament. Even England. I'm curious. You guys, the rest of you, what's your like vibes prediction of the tournament? Uh, personally, mine is France. Um, France <laughs> are going to have a shit show. Um, I predict that they're going to, I don't know, struggle against Australia in their first game, and then obviously they're going to lose to Denmark, and I don't know what's going to happen versus Tunisia. I don't think they're going to come out of the group stages, and that's my vibes prediction. Well, my is I don't necessarily believe it, but we'll see. Three three African teams to make the round of sixteen. I love that. I love that. Doctor Uma is listening to this podcast somehow and shouting he loves that too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who the other two would be apart from Senegal, but I just have a feeling because when you look at Ghana's group, Morocco's group. Even Cameroon, like Cameroon, you know, I'm like Cameroon. Like when they play Serbia or Switzerland, like the only team that I think is really, really doomed is Tunisia, because I think France and Denmark are just going to stomp them. But even then, Tunisia could shit house a one-one draw against Denmark or France. You just never know, man. That's the thing with the World Cup. So yeah, then yeah, let's see the three. Because okay. as well, I think that's a big point. I agree with you. Um, I, I I don't know. I think it will favor the African teams more, the African and the Asians more than the South Americas. But I do agree that it will probably affect adversely the Europeans the most. So we'll see. Sophie, I'm curious. What's your vibes prediction for the tournament? Sophie. And if you don't have one, it's fine for Topper to also go. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I was doing this, but I was on mute and I was just chatting away. Um, I was going, I was going through, I was going through the group. I'm going through the groups now and trying to put something together. But um, for for me, I'm just gonna stay stay with England. But I'll go one step further. I don't. I think they'll do it like like what they've done in the Euros. I don't see them even getting out of the group. I think they're I think they're gonna struggle big time, man. I can't. I don't know who will qualify, but. 
like Wales Wales could beat them USA could beat them the only team they'll probably beat is Iran but I think England are gonna be an absolute fucking disaster this come come next Monday see the English don't believe no I've got zero faith absolutely zero faith this time around you you know what's funny it's the tournaments where the vibes are low for England they sort of do something exactly my (laughs) vice prediction is Ronaldo to make it to the final not even Portugal Ronaldo yeah well Portugal (laughs) (laughs) and Ronaldo to be injured oh again and then they win. The World Cup final the And then Ronaldo will say he has World Cup and Euro uh, medal. No. Oh my Guys, god. Guys, if if Ronaldo wins the World Cup, then obviously um posterity would remember him as a guitar player between him and Messi. Oh, 100%. 100%. Of course. 100%. Everybody has to bow, of course. Of course. The race to yeah. the World Cup is the ultimate race for those two. It's everything. Yo, Tamiris, for real. Yeah. Bro, it's everything. Like, yeah. One more World Cup, bro. Like, yeah. Messi, we remember another guy. Messi wins the World Cup, man. Guys, yeah. if those guys meet any any round, 16. Yeah. Okay, apart from 16. We want quarterfinal to... Uh, if, if they both top their groups, there is a world where Argentina and Portugal could meet in the final. Yes, they're, yeah. they're in the same tree. Oh, they're in separate trees, you said. No, you yeah. know, but if they both top their groups. Both top their groups. I see. And uh, does that stand, does that stand true for Brazil as well? Brazil, if Brazil, Portugal, and Argentina all finish first in their groups, Brazil and Argentina cannot meet in the final. They have to play in the semi final. Man, yeah. I knew it. I knew some shit like that will happen. Yeah, but yeah. hey, you never know. Maybe brother. I'm sure both will finish first. To be honest, I'm not. I've. I. I think the two sides I'm most sure of in this World Cup is probably Brazil and Argentina. They yeah. just look like they mean business, and they've been playing well for a while now. So yeah, I agree. See. It's looking very exciting, but then that semi-final coming up, unless somebody can spoil the narrative, and whoever wins that semi-final is winning the World Cup. I mean, I did my whole World Cup bracket. It, it, it could really not even be like that. Based on my, my predictions, Brazil and Germany will play in the quarterfinals. So that's the kind of game that if Germany won, nobody would be like, oh, wow, that was a surprise. Like, it's the World Cup. We already know surprise. I like it's the look guy, man. You just <laughs> not know what the surprise is, but it's the World Cup. It happens every single time. Like, that's just bro. Fact. Germany will beat Brazil. They will still beat Brazil. That's, That's what I'm saying. But nobody can look at a team with Sane, Nabri, Kimmich, Gundogan, all starting and say, True. "Oh, even with Musiala now." Yeah. Gundogan. Shout out to that guy, man. Germany, Germany have. I mean, Germany and Germany, you know. Yeah. But it's like, the and they have Hansi Flick yeah. as well. Let's Germany are the kind of team that can lose to Angola but beat Brazil. No, nah, but generally, if you think about it, there's no country. I don't think they're even more consistent at the World Cup than Brazil. Obviously, I know the irony of saying that when Brazil have five World Cups and they have four, but the amount of times Germany have finished second, third, like they're just very consistent. Heritage, World that's Cup, facts, heritage. That's Since 1986, I think. 1998 was the one time they didn't make the semifinals up until this 2018 World Cup. So when you think about 2002, 6, 10, 14, they made semifinals at least in all of those, is it, four World Cups. So Germany are the most consistent team in football. They've won the most European championships and their one World Cup, obviously... I can't say that statement because there's far more Copa Americas that have been played. So Brazil are the most successful, but from that instance, but you 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 can't really rule out any of the big guns. Like I think if there's one team that I think people may be overestimating, or maybe I'm the one underestimating them, is Netherlands. I think the Netherlands, based on my predictions, by quarterfinals, that could be as good as it gets for them, but I could also see them struggling. And also, from football history, there's no country that's so good 
at winning all their group games to then get chopped the first time they come out. They did it in the last Euros. They did it in Euro 2008 when Arshavin went crazy. Like, they just have this form of mm, flashing to deceive. So, but we'll see. But at the same time, they've come third and second in two of the last three World Cups. So, it's going to be interesting. Like, honestly, the main thing that just annoys me is Super Eagles. But I'm going to lose 4-0 today. Maybe it's good that they're sitting We lost 4-0 today. Oh, yeah, it's Portugal. Oh. It was 2-0 and Nigeria missed the penalty. To make and it they two gave us two more. In the 80th minute. And we still managed to concede two more goals. So, nah, the World Cup's going to be exciting, I think. Um, For sure. I just think it's crazy that it's what? It's November, the, coming into December, and we're actually having a World Cup. Like, the the fact that we're having a World <laughs> Cup around Christmas time, like... But there's just no right for it as well. That's going to be weird. Uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen... Thank you for listening, gents. It's been an absolute pleasure. We're out of time for thank you, months. thank you, thank you, thank you a million times. Although, don't worry, when Super Eagles are back, we have to have you back on to talk about them. Yes, sir, and thank you, Kofi, for joining us once again. As Thanks Gabba again Kuti for having says, me. Thanks for having me, guys. Love your neighbor, love yourself, love the game. Peace out.